Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the OT's Gone Rogue podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of hosting Courtney Smith. She's a dual therapist, meaning she's both an OT and a PT. She's worked all over the U.S. as a travel therapist for the last four years, spending most of her clinical experience in the home health setting with the geriatric population. And in 2020, like many of us, that all changed. This is when she ventured into the world of business, and not just any business. Courtney took her training as a healthcare professional and combined it with her love of writing to start a business focusing on email marketing and copywriting. More specifically, she helps therapists with sales funnels and direct marketing strategies to help them attract nurture, and convert online traffic into clients. Together, we're doing a deeper dive into the world of marketing, and I cannot wait to take you along with us on this journey. All right, let's do this. Welcome to the OTs Gone Rogue podcast, where we share real stories about real OTs who are choosing to think outside the box and do things differently. I'm your host, Melissa LaPointe. Over the years, I've had the pleasure of connecting with the most remarkable therapists who are finding their way as thought leaders, change makers, and heart-led entrepreneurs. They've helped to inspire me to think big and dig deep in my own healing journey. And it's now time to bring these conversations to a bigger stage. Together, we're going to share stories about overcoming adversity, finding our people, and taking the road less traveled, even when it feels messy and uncomfortable. Okay, are you ready to join us? This is the OT's Gone Rogue podcast. Okay, welcome back everyone to another episode of the OT's Gone Rogue podcast. So today I have another pretty awesome therapist that fits in with our OT serving OTs. We have Courtney Smith and we could talk all day long because Courtney, you support therapists, like marketing and messaging near and dear to my heart. And I know I'm just jumping right in, but we can unpackage this in so many ways. So let's start off by telling people, where are you geographically at this moment? Oh, thank you, Melissa. Thanks for having me on today. I'm so happy to talk about this. And actually, that's a funny question because I am currently in Bakersfield, California. I've been on a therapy contract as a traveler. I've been working here home health and been doing the copywriting as kind of a side business. And just this last week, I went full time. And so uh, we, my husband and I, are actually going to move to Mississippi next week. that's where actually I was born and raised and a contract came up that he just couldn't uh, refuse. And so we're going to be moving back to Mississippi pretty soon. Awesome. That's really cool. And welcome to the world of location independence with your business. Yes, that was definitely a goal of mine when I jumped into this. (laughs) Okay. So copywriting, but not just any type of copywriting you are targeting. So your client avatar, you're looking to support OTs and PTs, but yet you are a therapist yourself. So can we back up and talk about how you transitioned or what even, I don't want to say possessed you. That's not the right word I'm looking for. You know, (laughs) what inspired you to start thinking outside the box in terms of how you can show up as a therapist? Yeah, well, I think like most of us who go rogue, there's an um, aspect of burnout that occurs with the healthcare systems. And so um, I always thought that 
you know, I was a good therapist. I was very happy and fulfilled with client care, but I also wanted to actually advocate for our profession because I had other colleagues and former classmates who had started to build their own practices and they would get stuck. And I saw some of my my classmates even stop and and cancel the growth of their practice before they even really got started because they got stuck at the client acquisition portion. It was like, okay, I've built my business. I know what my offer is. I have this brick and mortar space, but where are my clients going to come from? <laughs> and I've always been a little frustrated with the autonomy um, that has been taken away from us in the U.S. healthcare system. It's dominated by insurance companies. And so I'm a big advocate for uh, direct access and cash paying practices. And so I really just wanted to help them to figure out how to show up, how to um, talk to their audience and convert clients through, you know, all the spaces that they are online. And then also writing has always been a passion of mine. I've always, probably since fourth grade, I've been wanting to be paid for my writing. Um, And so last year, I started to just research, um, you know, what ways both of those things could fit together. And then also wanting a permanently mobile lifestyle. I've been a little um, spoiled by being a travel therapist for the past four years. But um, once I got into looking at email marketing and using storytelling as a way to promote my professions, it was like a no brainer for me. And so I, I dove right in and I haven't looked back since. (laughs) Love that. And when we find something that really lights us up, how exciting that not only do we get to do this, but we get to do this and get paid. Right, exactly. And like I said, advocate for the profession. I feel like I'm just taking back a little piece of our profession from the the healthcare system as a whole and and really just helping us to thrive in uh, the future of OT and PT. Yeah. Well, and there's, you know, as we're looking at, like I've worked with a number of clinicians while I was one myself. And when we're considering these pivots, when we're considering these different ways of showing up as a therapist, For many of us, what drove us to get into this profession in the first place was to help people. And there's a certain level of resistance, you know, oh, if I'm not doing clinical, am I helping people in that way? And taking a step back and looking at that 30,000 foot view in the impact we can have. You know, I'm not working directly with clients now, but I support therapists and the impact that I'm able to have now maybe isn't quite as direct as it used to be, but indirectly, it's significantly surpassed what I was doing before. And same thing applies to you. You know, you may not be working with clients and patients directly, but when you support more OTs and PTs to reach more clients and do it in a way that excites them and do it in a way where it's in alignment with their core values and with the way they want to show up as therapists. That's really exciting. You're filling a gap in your own unique way while looking after yourself and really you know, keeping your interests and what excites you at the forefront. Absolutely. I think, you know, I definitely had that guilt when I wanted to make this pivot because I've only been, I've been an OT for seven years, a PT for five years, and I've it feels like it's really early to make that pivot or to feel like I'm burned out. However, you know, it's just, that's what my heart was pulling me towards. You know, I still have the student loans and there's a little piece of me that says, you know, use your degree. You should be doing this. This is, you work so hard for it. However, like you said, I feel like I'm making a larger impact on the profession and even on 
patients and clients indirectly by by using a different avenue that really, really excites me. And let's not discredit how your degree is serving you. Absolutely. Right? Because that's, I'm sure, I am guarantee that that's a huge selling feature for a lot of therapists who are signing up to work with you. You understand. You know their language. You understand their struggles. You, and they don't have to explain that. You know, for OTs to be able to find someone to work with where they don't have to explain what OT is, is gold. So I can oh, imagine, goodness. you know, your, your degree is setting you up in a lot of ways to still serve your audience. It's just your audience has changed. Absolutely. That's a lot of the feedback that I've gotten. And I've, you know, obviously used that to my advantage is that I know your pain point as a therapist. I know what you're struggling with and what's what has driven you to go rogue into your uh, private practice or creating courses or whatever it is that you're doing. And then I also understand your patients. And so I have learned myself to take that medical jargon that a lot of therapists have trouble with, you know, taking that that to um, talk to the client as a person and to creatively, you know, tell the stories and tap into their emotions and sell without being salesy. That's another thing that I hear really often is that, you know, some of the OTs will go to marketing specialists or they'll talk to branding um, specialists and they have these marketing suites and it just doesn't feel right because they don't understand the healthcare system. They don't understand what occupational therapy is. They don't understand that people don't want to be sold or that it's just, it's a different arena with medical. You know, you have to tiptoe sometimes on the things that you say, because while it is a business and your revenue is very important, in the back of your mind, your main goal is to help that person. So you want to lead with the client first um, while also making a buck. And so I, I have definitely found a strategy and way to incorporate all of those so that everyone's needs are met. So tell me a little bit more about some of these specific services that you offer. Yeah. So, you know, with my email marketing, I've learned that a lot of OTs don't really understand even what it is, what it can do for them. And so um, I've really broken down the packages that I promote very simply. So the list builder is one of my first packages, and that's for people who know that they need an email list. Maybe they've listened to a podcast or they've heard someone tell them how they're missing out on this opportunity to grow their reach and sell through email. And so this one is the very first portion where I help them to build a lead magnet, which if people don't know, that is, you know, a promotional pop-up that you would put on your website or something that you could promote through your social media programs. And that's a free resource that you provide to the potential client in exchange for their email list. And so I help with that lead magnet development. And then I write the copy for the email that just delivers that magnet. So that has built the relationship. It's got you gotten you in their inbox, but it's not a high investment. And then the next package. mm -hmm. So sorry, and I'm going (laughs) to This is my impulsivity coming out. Do you help people decide on what the lead magnet is? So for therapists that are relatively new to email marketing, to the because people, it is important. Uh, so now I say this, I'm guilty right now of not necessarily nurturing my email, but because we're switching platforms and we've got something in the works. So it's coming, it's coming, depending on when you're mm-hmm. listening to this. But for people who don't know what a lead magnet is, is that something that you consult with them or that you educate them to understand? stand to help or maybe they have five million ideas for a lead magnet and they don't know how to narrow it down do you guide them through that process 
Yeah, absolutely. I actually have a resource and we can um, link it maybe in your show notes that is called the Lead Magnet Creation Guide. And that's exactly what it does. It's a step-by-step roadmap that helps you decide your topic, uh, what type of media, be it a checklist or a webinar or an ebook, um, however you want to deliver that. It helps you with your title as well as, um, you know, talk the words that you put in there to lead that client on a journey. Um, but essentially, it is a resource for your client. You want it to be very uh, relevant and helpful to them so that they really want to give you their email address in exchange for it. And so from that lead magnet, actually, when you sign on with me, my next two packages actually come with templates. So the next step from, you know, the lead magnet just tells you how and what to do, whereas my other packages come with actually actual templates to help you create an ebook, a checklist, or a, a webinar series, and then also consultation with that. Okay. So what I'm hearing is that you're saving people time, but also helping them be more effective when they are showing up. Exactly. Exactly. Because I know that, you know, I've had several people I've talked to who say, I know I need to create a resource, but I have no idea where to start. And so that is essentially where this resource came from. And and, um, I'm very happy when I help people to create this because this is your time to shine. You know, through the emails, I'm writing the copy, although, you know, I do use your brand story. I use your brand language and everything. However, this lead magnet is all you and, and you can be very proud of it. Let's unpackage that a little bit more, shall we? So if someone comes to you and they want to work with you and then you say your brand story and they go wide open, deer in headlights, like, I don't have a brand story. (laughs) Is that a common, are you running into some roadblocks where, oh my gosh, maybe I'm not ready for email marketing because I don't have a brand or I don't have a brand story or maybe my colors aren't good enough because as a therapist, we love to make things harder on ourselves. So when people are starting to you know, build things up really quickly or feel like they're getting stuck, what, how do you help them through that? Yeah, that happens so often. And it even happened with myself and my business. You know, I must have spent a month just figuring out the name for my um, my business. And I do help people get unstuck with that. I have a questionnaire and sometimes we'll have a strategy session if it's needed to help you figure those things out. And basically, you know, your brand story, your brand voice is I allow you to tell me why you started your practice, you know, what your goals are, what you want your clients to feel, what's the transformation they're going to get when they come and work with you. Um, You get to tell me some of the questions that they have, and then we together can kind of develop more of a story um, that helps to then write the emails. But then for you, it gives you more of a brand guide yourself. And so you get clear on your own messaging that, you know, can go on all of the content that you create for your website, for your business card, for your um, your social media, and really just get clear on the messages that you want to provide to potential clients and clients, because that's what's really important. You want people to really understand who you are, why you've created your practice or your course or whatever, you know, service or product you provide, how it's going to help them and how they move forward. And that's it. And so I definitely help with that development on a strategy call. 
And I love that you are infusing client-centeredness into your services. Yeah, it's very, very important because, you know, like I said, messaging, um, we want to make your potential clients feel as though they can trust you. You know, we need to position you as the guide and you as the expert so that, you know, maybe when they first come to your website or when they first hear about you, they know that they need some type of services or they're a little bit interested. However, through emails, we can, um, you know, nurture them and increase that no like and trust factor so that then they trust you. And when they're ready to purchase, you're the first person that they come to. And, you know, the client is there, there are gold here. If we don't have clients, we don't have a business. So <laughs> love that. Courtney, what are some common challenges in terms of marketing that you're seeing therapists come up against? The biggest thing is not knowing what to say. I hear this so often, uh, be it through their social media, through website, through email, um, just in general, they don't know what to say and they're expecting for the clients to come to them. Um, And so I help them with that to, um, you know, really tap into emotions, tap into the things that your clients are saying, what, what are you hearing? What are their pain points? And so we bring those to the front and then we position those back at the client so that then we can relate to them and we can educate them. But the big thing is just talking to them like they're a normal person. (laughs) I think we get really caught up in trying to, um, you know, we're all professional students. We went to grad school and we've, you know, taken these certification exams and CEUs where we have to be this super professional. Whereas the people that we're talking to are just people. (laughs) And um, I think therapists really struggle with switching over to more of a conversational tone in their messaging. And so um, I, I really help them with that um, because, I mean, it's been difficult for me too, but, and I'll tell you, one of my little secrets is when I write, I don't look at notes. <laughs> you know, I might have taken notes on the, the um, points that I want to make and the things that I want to say. However, when I go to write an email, I will put everything down, I close my eyes, and then I just type. And I type as if I'm just talking to someone who's next to me. And that really makes a huge difference for people to connect with your emails and you don't lose them. Very important. 100%. So I call that right speak. And even saying things out loud, if it doesn't flow, you know, get comfortable with conjunctions and get comfortable Mm -hmm. starting your sentences with prepositions and it's okay. And Mm -hmm. let go of the way you were writing reports. That is not copy that sells. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes you even, I mean, dare I say, get rid of, you know, diagnoses, (laughs) you know, some people, rotator cuff tear might go over their head. You've just got to say shoulder pain. You know, sometimes you have to, I I hate to say dumb it down, but you know, we talk about most adults reading on a sixth grade level and that's just true. And it's not even necessarily how they read, but more of speaking. You just have to think conversational, what's going to relate to a person where they can trust you. Yes. Do you work with primarily, now I know this is growing and evolving, so let me rephrase that. In terms of the therapists who are looking to you for your services, do you find, is there more brick and mortar? Obviously, they're doing some online and that they're aware of online marketing, but are you seeing any trends in terms of brick and mortar trying to 
embrace online marketing or are you starting to work more with therapists who do have digital products or is it a hybrid? It's very much a hybrid right now. I think, um, you know, this year with COVID, of course, a lot of the brick and mortar kind of went to telehealth. And so they were forced online, whereas, you know, a lot of their traffic may have come from physicians or people driving by or, you know, seeing a billboard or something that they have in town, they had to make a transition to online. And so then they needed to know, oh, crap, you know, where am I going to find these clients online? And how do I switch from converting people from social media onto my email list or, you know, as a client? And so um, definitely, I've had more brick and mortar clients this um, over the summer really was when that transition was made. But then I also have a lot of course creators too, which has been a lot of fun. Um, my OT clients are typically um, either pediatric centered or like pelvic health. It's um, which I think are, that's just common <laughs> with, uh, you know, private practices and, and as entrepreneur, OT entrepreneurs, that's just who they tend to be. Um, but I actually just recently signed a hand therapist who does uh, telehealth and she also has courses. So um, I think now that the word is getting out, there's, you know, my horizons are, are opening, but um, yeah, very much of the hybrid right now. Okay. And in terms of, are you working with therapists? So entrepreneurs, are you working with OT entrepreneurs? And well, I recognize you work with PTs as well, who are more at the startup phase, who are working to grow, who are working to scale. So when we look at where they are with their business, who have you been working with so far? Who are you attracting? That one's also a bit of a hybrid. I think, um, you know, in my own messaging, actually, in the beginning, I was very afraid to work with people who were, I think, a little more established because I thought they might judge me (laughs) and my services. And so I started to target people who were building their business and who just needed bare minimum types of things. Um, But now where I've done, you know, a lot more education, I have more experience, I'm opening up and I actually do have people who um, have have high revenue businesses and they have very sophisticated um, email uh, marketing sequences. And um, so I really do have services that are, catering to people wherever they are. You know, we talked about the list builder and then I also have um, a couple of other packages that cater to people who are at different phases of their um, their knowledge and uh, their implementation of email marketing at this point. You know, um, and I would like people to know that my services aren't limited just to the, what's what you'll find on my website. I write sales pages as well. And those tend to be people who know what they're doing. <laughs> and they have, you know, several courses and uh, highly segmented lists and things like that. But I can pretty much customize uh, my, my services to anyone based on where they are and what they need. I've had a few people who, as I said, have sophisticated um, systems. And then what I go in and just start with an audit and I can maybe even audit what they already have and start over or just build upon what they already have. Okay. So for anyone listening out there that already struggling with imposter syndrome, because maybe we're talking over your head a little bit, or you're already thinking, Oh my goodness, I don't even have a list or I have 20 people on my list. What's a segment? What's this? What's that? Courtney, can we agree that everybody starts at ground zero? Absolutely. Absolutely. And on that note, you know, I'm always open to communicate with people. I know that it's 
this is a new avenue for a lot of people. Um, for a lot of people, just marketing themselves online in general is new. And email marketing is like, wait, what? How? You know, <laughs> how do I do this? What? And so, um, feel free, absolutely, to to reach out to me via you know Instagram or. Facebook or through my email, I love having conversations and help to educate people. So don't feel like you don't have enough or you're not at the right spot because, um, you know, email marketing doesn't depend necessarily on a huge list. You can do really, really well with a small list that is really targeted to people who are, you know, specifically your niche and they have already somehow bought into the things that you're having to say. So you can sell to them really well and you don't necessarily need thousands of people on your email list for it to be successful. And on that note, if you don't have a large list, how are you going to get there? <laughs> you know, you still need, need to build that list. So definitely everyone has to start somewhere. Um, but if you're not using it, I can definitely tell you it's a hugely missed opportunity. And there's, you know, so often I run into that as well, where therapists think, and I was naive of this in 2015, oh, I can do an in-person workshop, I will simply create my PowerPoint, just like an in-person workshop, I will record it, and then I'll put it online, and isn't that it? You know, and recognizing it's, it's a different way of being, it's a different way of thinking, it's a new language, and it is a steep learning curve. But again, coming back to how else are you going to learn it is, you know, immerse yourself, get in a group, start talking the language, start picking up on things. And it's such a steep learning curve. Um, meaning what you know today is going to be vastly different than even 30 days ago. It's amazing how quickly we can pick up on this when we lean into it. And when we learn the fundamentals, you know, learning the fundamentals to, to how this all works is so important. Absolutely. And, you know, I, even myself, I commit myself to learning this every single day. I, you know, have certain websites that I'm going on and I'm continuing to learn. Um, but, you know, even when, you know, therapists out there, when you started your business, I'm sure you, you were in the same boat where you, it was just very overwhelming. You probably were really frustrated and, and just consuming, consuming all of this information, but you had to take a leap out there to, Step, and step out and grow your practice. And this is the same thing. Um, the difference here is that you have someone, a guide who knows exactly what they're doing and can, you know, work on these things on the back end while you're focusing on your other content creation or, you know, working with your clients or creating courses and the other things that are much more important to you. And so, um, yeah, I would think that in a lot of ways, we have to let go of that imposter syndrome and thinking that these things aren't necessarily for us and just giving it a try. And so often there's resistance, especially for people who maybe don't have that safety number and recurring revenue yet through their business or who are feeling still a little stretched thin or maybe on more of a bootstrapping budget where there's hesitation in investing in things like this. Do I have enough profit margin to invest in this? And I want to put a spin on that. And I want everyone to think, what would I get how could my life be different? How could my business be different? How could I support my clients in a different way, which leads to more revenue, if I can spend more time in my zone of genius? 
if instead of having to be the expert in all the things, I can have a guide, I can have support in certain areas so that I can focus on the revenue generating activity that only I can do and I can stay in my zone of genius. That's how we build revenue in a way that's sustainable, in a way that's rewarding when we get to do the things we love to do as opposed to doing things because, oh, I can't afford to pay someone to do it yet. I'm going to make more money to get there. Well, how are you going to make more money? You can do it a heck of a lot faster if you have more clients who are a good fit for your business. Exactly. It's so true. That is the key to scale. And that's what I tell everyone, you know, otherwise you're just going to, what are you going to keep doing the same thing you're doing? (laughs) And just, you know, feeling like you're hustling and being stuck in a rut. Um, Whereas I like to say, you know, investing in something like email marketing for in a large part, once this is set up, it runs on autopilot and you can book people um, in your sleep because you have a system that is automated and is selling for you without you having to intervene. So um, I think it's really important for people to kind of think, like you said, of the outcome and how their life and how the hustle in their business would be a lot different if they didn't have to focus in their energy in so many different ways, places. And we don't know what we don't know, meaning, you know, I love to learn things myself and I love to make things harder on myself. I could write a book on that, but I don't know what I don't know. So often I hear people say, well, I'm going to figure it out on my own. How? You don't know what you don't know. You know, so if someone were to talk to me about digital products and about how OTs can work in the online space, I bring up my 300 templates of the different OTs that I've worked with and all the different ways that can happen. And then I help you get focused. Whereas, you know, often the OT coming to me for support has one perspective and that's why they're stuck, right? And I'm able to help them shift. And same thing with you. You know, they may be Googling, a, you know, oh, what is the question to this or why am I getting stuck and coming up with one answer, but not even knowing if they're asking the right questions. Whereas what you're bringing to the table is not only your education, your knowledge, the investment you've made in upgrading and understanding more and becoming more of an expert in this area, but you also now have in your back pocket all the different experiences of OTs and PTs that you've been helping, that you can help them connect more dots. And I think that's so much of what we're investing in when we get a consultant, a coach, a done-for-you package. You're not just getting their services, you're getting their experiences in problem-solving multiple times and knowing what's working and what's not. And if you're not doing this full-time or part-time, you know this isn't your wheelhouse. And recognize that and ask for help, people. Ask for help. <laughs> Exactly. I can't tell you the number of people who have come to me after they tried to do it on their own. They, you know, downloaded someone else's freebie who, you know, gave them only a very small portion of what, uh, you know, an, an effective campaign actually entails. And then, you know, they come to me and say, well, I'm sending emails, but no one's opening them. Or I'm, you know, I have a sequence set up and no one is buying from my emails. And that's what I have to say is that, you know, that's the expertise that you're investing in is that there's a specific strategy that goes into the storytelling in the emails. You can't just write any old words and think that they're going to hit um, and book your clients. You have to strategically use a plan and a framework that uh, 
craftfully, <laughs> for lack of another word, um, kind of taps into those emotions and convinces a person to buy based on where they are in their psychological journey. Though so you may feel like you have all of the parts, but if you haven't invested time and um, space to really learn what you're doing from a marketing perspective, then you're probably making some mistakes. So, Courtney, tell me, I want to switch gears for a moment because you're not, um, you've got your hand in a couple of different pots and one of them is around virtual assistant support. So, can mm -hmm. you tell me a little bit more about what you've been working on in terms of matchmaking? Yeah, thanks for asking about that. I actually um, have a virtual assistant group, uh, which is a community of other people who provided a range of different services to healthcare professionals. And I created this group because before I dove into copywriting itself, I started out as more of a general admin VA, just kind of getting used to providing services online and doing market research to know what therapists were looking for. And I realized that this was a huge gap, <laughs> um, that therapists were looking for support online. And again, they wanted someone who understood their space to understand, you know, insurance authorizations or billing or, um, you know, just the healthcare industry in general to help support them in whatever it is that they were doing. And so um, not only that, but when I was in the learning process, I put so many feelers out there to try and find my own tribe where I could bounce ideas off of and learn from, and there just wasn't a community. So I started a group uh, for wellness and healthcare virtual assistants where um, we learn together, we network, and um, very soon I will have a job board there where my goal is to then match therapists or really all healthcare entrepreneurs um, with online support. And that support can be from a general admin virtual assistant. It could be a web builder. It could be a graphic designer, um, you know, insurance billers, schedulers. And so my goal by March of 2021 is to have a job board where I can uh, vet virtual assistants and also match the entrepreneurs with those VAs. Cool. Oh, I like it. And such a need. My goodness. Yeah. I, I already, whoever's listening, I can, I can feel ears perking up in the future <laughs> um, because it's a need. And I, I mean, I say that to speaking from experience and, you know, both ends uh, in terms of, you know, it's a need for entrepreneurs, but also in terms of VA support and working in the online space and making sure that we are connected and, you know, really coming from a place of abundance and not from a place of there's a finite amount of work and we have to compete for it. No, there's not. There's so much work out there right now for everybody. And it's not that don't look at it as your competitors, whether it's even two VAs who are working with therapists, look at it as this is a sign that there's a need for this in the marketplace and how we can support each other to be successful. So I think you're, you're onto something with the work that you're doing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we talk about in the group so often is that, you know, there's room at the table for all of us and we have to think of ourselves as a team. We each have our specialty that come together to make the whole function as one. And that is, um, you know, I think important in any business that you run that we all have our main focus and put our energy where we are best utilized and we have our expertise and, um, 
and not be so distracted and trying to do all of the things, like you said, and being, uh, you know, jack of all trades, but master of none. You want people who know exactly what they're doing in the areas that you need and you can delegate to them, you know, have one project manager who takes care of, you know, making sure all the tasks are being done and then you have a well-oiled machine and you don't have to stress over what's getting done and where and how and, you know, all of these facts. Yes. So important. We can't do it all, people. We cannot do it all. And you pediatric therapists, I'm talking to you because in part, <laughs> our peds therapists, I come from a peds background and how often we create our own arts and crafts activities, our own fine motor activities, how many times I've spent putting stickers on a line for cutting mm. activities, <laughs> but it becomes ingrained in us. And then when we switch over to the business world, um, you know, and I know there's more OTs out there than just our peds OTs. Sorry, guys, I'm picking on you because I know you too well. Um, but it's it's part of it, isn't it? We do get used to this lone wolf mentality of doing everything ourselves. And, you know, that's why I talk a lot about growing from the inside out, because it is a shift in perspective. It's a shift in habit. It's a shift in doing things. And it can be tough at times, but the rewards are there. You know, there's a reason why we do the hard things and why we really work to facilitate change from the inside out. Absolutely. It's such a necessary shift to grow because you don't want to be stuck in this, this rut of just doing all the things and checking tasks off of your list. You want to have intention on the things that you're doing. And as a business owner, it's, it's just necessary. I hear you. So Courtney, as we start to wrap this up, so I want to pick your brain for a moment. Give me, so let's start with podcasts. Do you have any, no, I'm not saying refer mine, uh, but let's focus on your niche. Let's focus on the work that you're doing, but do you have a podcast that you recommend? So I'm going to go through a couple of different resources, but is there a podcast out there that you find is top of your list when you're, when OTs, PTs are wanting to learn more about email marketing, about working in the online space in terms of messaging? Is that, Do you have a go-to? Yeah, there actually, I'm looking up here, there are two that I listen to pretty often. One is, you've probably heard of Jenna Kutcher. <laughs> she, her podcast is called uh, The Gold Digger Podcast. And then um, the other is Amy Porterfield. And I can't think of the name of her podcast right now. Oh, um, is it online marketing? Online yes, marketing online marketing made easy. Made easy. Yeah. Yes, those are two people. And they aren't necessarily um, in the healthcare industry. However, you know, business to customer, business to business, it's all very much the same. Some of the messaging is a bit different. However, the principles um, and your general framework is really the same. And those two are, are really uh, leaders in the field that I look up to. Cool. All right. What about books? So do you have any books that you recommend or go to books? Yeah, um, Donald Miller is an author who has uh, the story brand, and he has a couple of books that I've read that really help you to, you know, we were talking about your brand story and your brand voice I earlier. was wondering, I was, <laughs> the way you were talking, I'm like, I bet Donald Miller, like I could, because I'm a huge fan. He's my, he's one of my go-tos for mm -hmm. books, Business Made Simple University and his podcast. That's one that I do. Not many podcasts I listen to on a weekly basis, but Donald Miller and I are, he doesn't know it yet, but we're being <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love, you know, he obviously he does things right. Um, you know, his books and, and his information is so engaging. It's easy to follow. He has a lot of guides and templates and things that you can follow really easily. So yeah, definitely. I'm a fan. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So last but not least, where can people find you? What's the best way to reach you if they're interested in knowing more? Yeah. So any quick questions or if you want to just have a conversation with me, Instagram is the place. I'm there. Um, my handle is at the office on call. That is my business name. I also have a website, which is theofficeoncall.com. Um, and you can always email me as well, Courtney at theofficeoncall.com. So if you search at the office on call pretty much on any uh, platform, you'll find me. Awesome. We'll make sure we link this up in the show notes as well. Courtney? This has been a pleasure. I love talking, messaging, and marketing. And I love meeting therapists who also love talking, messaging, and marketing. Someday, someday the world will open up and we can all meet in person at this beautiful retreat. And that's all we're going to do for the whole time is talk about storytelling and the psychology of marketing and copywriting. And for some people, they're like, I'm not coming to this, but I know you, I know you would <laughs> oh, come and I would yes. be there. <laughs> that would make my life. I'm so excited already. Let me know the dates. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thank you again for joining me. This has been a blast. Um, I could talk about this for five hours, but I don't think my listeners will listen for five hours, <laughs> but I think they have a taste of why it's important, what we need to do, wherever you are, everybody, you're at the place you need to be right now. And there are resources out there. There are people like Courtney that can help you take the next step. You don't have to figure this out on your own. You know, let her help you speed up the process. It doesn't have to be painful because a lot of us make it more painful than it needs to be. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Melissa. This was so much fun. You're welcome. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the OT's Gone Rogue podcast, where we're all about making deeper connections by leaning into the difficult conversations. Make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already, because we've got some more awesome episodes coming your way. Take care and we'll see you next week.